Digest issue number 28. Shave and a haircut. This is Sarah Paxton, and I am playing the role of Allie. Nothing is sweeter than the music of young love. It is, in fact, music that serves as the gateway for the story you are about to hear. Allie and Gabe have been singing the same song for a number of years now, if only slightly off-key or sung in a round when one starts and one begins just a few breaths later, dancing in chaos but never quite catching up. We join their refrain on a Sunday when the dissonance ushered in darkness. Mm, today was awesome, and these cupcakes are freaking spectacular. Mm. I know, right? Mm. I've been going to this spot for 15 years, and it never disappoints. Mm-mm. They even lasted through the gourmet cupcake boom of the aughts. Wait, wait, wait. The, the what? Of the what? <laughs> okay, so in 2000, Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and the City started a cupcake frenzy. Really? On one of the episodes, she's eating a cupcake from a place in the West Village. Okay. All of a sudden, tourists flood the place. They run out of icing, even. It's a <laughs> confection catastrophe that ruined the entire neighborhood. <laughs> How so? Congested streets, lineups down the block, paparazzi, cabs, news trucks, double park tour buses. I mean, you name it. Baked good ruffians. Over freaking flour and buttercream. Oh, it gets even crazier. <laughs> Tons more businesses start opening up from sprinkles to crumbs. Almost every city in America is opening bakeries on every corner, dreaming of New ways to inject artificially flavored goop into what became the world's favorite trendy dessert. You know an awful lot about this. Well, it's a part of the history of this country. We have to know. (laughs) Yeah, I guess you're right. Anyway, so the bubble bursts, the market is oversaturated, and one by one, the big players start to disappear as the novelty wears off to make room for the next big thing in sweet treats. Which is... Huh? What was the next big thing in sweet treats? Oh, oh God. Um, the Froyo frenzy of 2010? That is something. <gasps> oh, shit. Let's duck into this antique store real quick. Hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> come, come here for a second. What's up, sugar lips? <laughs> I just... I, I love you. And happy anniversary. Oh, I love you, too. But happy anniversary is reserved for after we get married. If you ever have the courage to ask me... Well, what am I supposed to say? (laughs) Happy 
two-year databration because you're too chicken shit to move out of your sister's apartment and move in with me, Aversary? Oh, because oh, that rolls off the tongue. Listen, she, she's just going through a rough patch. There's There's been rehab, a ton of things, you know. I know, I know. I'm awesome, and I understand. <laughs> Let's go record shopping. Whoa, look at this place. I can't believe I've never been in here before. Wow, this is unbelievable. Hello there, folks, and welcome. Is there anything in particular you might be looking for this afternoon? Actually, there is. This tall drink of water right here just got me a record player for our two-year databration because he's too chicken shit to move out of his sister's <laughs> apartment and move in with oh, me. Oh, wow. There she goes again. So... I have become a vintage vinyl aficionado as of yesterday morning. (laughs) Well, that is a special occasion indeed. As it turns out, I have something that just might be exactly what you were looking for. I don't know much about it other than the sleeve appears to be made of black leather with a kind of bizarre symbol of some sort. It came in with a bunch of old furniture from an estate sale. There's no information inside, no label, nothing. But it is a record, rather whimsical in its presentation, and well, so are you, if I may say so. If you are interested, it and its mysteries are all yours, free of charge. Uh, sold! For really real? <laughs> Take it. You're making her a very happy woman. Thank you so much, sir. That is awfully kind of you. Think nothing of it. Enjoy the rest of the day. <laughs> How cool is that, right? Free vinyl. Yes. Ah, shit. My my sis has been texting me for the past 15 minutes. I, I got to get back to the apartment and watch her dog so she can go to work. Oh. I'm so sorry. My knight in shining armor. Okay, you do you. Give lots of kisses to the puppers for me, and I'll hit you up later. My editor is going to make dog food out of me if I don't get this movie review out in the next four hours anyway. Later, Christian Slater. <laughs> in a while, Julia Styles. It's the early evening. The gray clouds from the day begin to stain from nightfall. Allie arrives back at her apartment, grabs a cold soda from the fridge, sits down at her desk and opens up her laptop. A half-written movie review soaks a quarter of the screen. She takes a sip of her drink and starts typing for a few minutes. She stops and thinks, writes another sentence. Delete, delete, delete. No, that's not it. Hmm, more thinking. Damn it, stop. She stretches out her legs, slouches back into the seat of the chair and lifts her head up to gaze at the ceiling before closing her eyes. She bends her head back down and looks around the room, as if she may find the next idea written on the wall somewhere. Then she sees it, the nameless record from the antique store, leaning up against the closet in the entryway. She gets up, walks over to it, and picks it up. She's standing now, holding it in her hands and examining the jacket. Worn down black leather, that was nearly pungent in the way that it smelt. A hint of incense, cigar smoke, dust, and sulfur. Pungent, but oddly intoxicating. 
it drew her in. The back is bare, but on what appeared to be the front cover is a peculiar symbol embossed in the surface. She ran her finger over it, tracing the bumps. Allie definitely didn't recognize it. A circular crest with what looked like a pentagram cut in half. An odd cavalcade of geometric lines crisscrossing and meeting in the curves of the bottom. She removes the disc from the sleeve, jet black. The center has no writing either, no artist name, nothing. Looking closer revealed that it looked like that whatever was recorded onto this thing was one continuous piece of music. It didn't seem to be divided up into songs, but just one large, uninterrupted groove. She walked to her turntable. Not able to discern a side A or side B, Allie just chooses one and puts the record on. All right, mystery band. Inspire me. I dare you. More of Bleeder's Digest, issue number 28. Shave and a haircut after this. walked to her turntable. Not able to discern a side A or side B, Allie just chooses one and puts the record on. All right, mystery band. Inspire me. I dare you. Okay. Not quite what I was expecting, but I'll go with it. something. Uh, maybe tonight is a Phoebe Bridger's night. <gasps> do, do you... Do you want me to walk back? Allie lifts her head up as her fingers form into a hesitant fist and slowly finish the familiar phrase of the knock onto the wood floor of the apartment. to pick up her phone. Only her desk isn't there. Her refrigerator is. In fact, nothing is where it's supposed to be. Her eyes survey the room in a panic. Everything in the space appears to have reversed sides. She can feel the sharp stings of numbness start to invade her entire body like a million sewing needles going in and through her skin threading each nerve with intolerable pain as they are closed off 
one by one. She discovers the desk down a hallway that seems to go on forever. She lifts the phone and dials. Hello? Gabe? Hello? I think I just passed out and I, I'm, I'm really freaked out. I don't know if I had a stroke or a heart attack or some sort of seizure. Oh, I feel so weird. I can't feel my hands. I don't know who you are, but you're a sick, fucked up person. What kind of monster? Gabe? It's it's me, Allie. That's impossible. Allie disappeared over seven years ago today. What? Allie. Allie. Is it really you? It's me. It's me. Gabe? Gabe? <laughs> What's your emergency? Looking back at Allie, resembles a Picasso portrait. Her left eye has sunk to her chin. One of her ears is a bloody stump. Her nose has all but vanished, leaving a clean swath of fresh skin. Pus begins oozing out of every pore. She yells in fear and races to the front door to leave the apartment. But there is no door. No way out. Just a continuous collage of furniture and wallpaper. Even that appears to melt away now. Oh, hello. What a lovely day out there, isn't it? You know, you look like someone who might appreciate the magic of music. It turns out, I just got something in from an estate sale that might be exactly what you were looking for. Shave and a Haircut, written by Trevor Shand, featuring Sarah Paxton as Allie, Trevor Shand as Gabe, Stephen Knowles as the Antique Dealer, Bruce Abels as the Narrator, Chrissy Fox as the Record and the Presence, Engineering Production and Sound Design by Trevor Shand, Additional Engineering by Tyler Connolly, Theme Music by Tyler Connolly, Chrissy Fox, and Trevor Shand, Bleeder's Digest is created and curated by Spider One, Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand. Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. Bleeder's Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.
It's the Bleeders Digest Power Show. Oh, <laughs> how they missed us. <laughs> Everybody's favorite <laughs> section. <laughs> I'm Trevor. I'm Lauren. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Spider. And what you just heard was issue 28. Shaving a haircut. Written by you. Yes, and we probably have questions. Hit me up. Okay. First of all, my first question is, why is it titled Shaving a Haircut? <laughs> well, the famous knock. There's actually the whole like lore, oh, lore yeah. behind the shave and a haircut. Two bits. There's a whole YouTube wormhole about how that started. How long did it take you to write the song? <laughs> the song say. wasn't too bad. And thank you so much, Chrissy, for lending your dulcet tones to the to okay, that song. It was so weird trying to like figure out the voice for it. It was, was perfect. Like, it was great. Yeah, That's it's exactly. So there's nothing to me. There's nothing creepier. And I think it's part of the g- genesis of the idea. There's nothing creepier than that old wax cylinder sound of like the 20s to the 40s. Yeah. I love that. And uh, I think there's nothing creepier. And you mix that with like metal albums in the satanic panic of the 80s. And uh, I, I'm I'm creeped out by by all that. So, yeah, your voice and that was just perfect. And you do a great demon voice, I got to say. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's you, just naturally actually what I sound like. <laughs> I, I'm actually putting on my voice you right now. You guys have no idea. Oh, yeah. And then it's starring in that was Sarah Paxton, who we've been huge fans. I mean, I know Lauren and I for a long time uh, in I Ty West's The Inkeeper. She's amazing. And yeah. she, she did incredible on um, Dennis Iliad's remake of Last House on the Left. That was crazy. Yeah. That movie I still find so hard to watch. I loved it. But it's like, oh, that's this couple of the scenes that she had. I, I was like. They're so brutal. Yeah. So like, hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. I will go. I will. This is probably controversy here. I find that version even more disturbing than the original Wes Craven version. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I'd have to watch them back to back, but I really love when a remake can stand on its own and it's not, it's not trying to necessarily ride the coattails of the original. It's just, it's doing kind of its own thing. I feel like that's what that movie did. So that's why I liked it so much. That in mean, evil dead 2013 yeah. was a lot yeah, the same spirit, man. right? Yeah. yeah, totally agree. And then also in that in that story was I think one of the post shows we were talking about going to websites like Fiverr and, and finding talent that way. The guy who ran the antique store in that was actually a discovery on Fiverr. And he, it, a great voice. It, he, was, he was really cool. It turns out he, he like voiced a lot of animatronic characters and theme parks and things like that. And he's a professional ventriloquist. And it was amazing, an amazing experience to like just send someone a few lines and then within like a couple hours, I got a file back and dropped it into the story. So that was that was really, really fun. I wonder if he um, moved his lips when he did it. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and see, we weren't gonna we weren't gonna turn the post show going. No, I thought I thought Sarah killed it though. I'm so happy she was a part of the show because uh yeah, I've liked her for a really long time and I think that she killed it. And you guys had good chemistry together. We read it together. There you go. Yeah, we read like, it together. You, you read it over Zoom. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that was a cool experience. And then for the narrator voice, that was another find online. I was trying to uh, replicate 
you've ever seen Guillermo del Toro's Shape of Water, there's a narration that kind of goes over it like a dark, whimsical. It's dark, but it's also it's got a little bit of whimsy to it. And it's the the lead actor from Shape of Water, a guy named Richard Jenkins. So I was trying to find a sound alike online and just typing in dark gravel whimsy. And this dude, Bruce Abels, came up in a search. And he's been doing like corporate film narration and all this stuff. He hadn't done anything like this before. And I just sent him a note and told him about the project. And he was in and blew me away. And we're off to the races. There you go. So cool. Season two. It's off to a good first two episodes. Killing it. So next week, we're we're really excited. We have uh, the return of the homecoming queen. Yeah, my first story for season two. It's a... well, it's a revenge story. It's, you know, uh, against a very, very terrible girl. So that's all I think. Yeah. And, and it's all it, and it has a little humor. Like, it's kind of funny. Yes. But then it gets really disgusting. And I won't give away what happens at the end. Well, as a fan of films like Jawbreaker and stuff like that, I, I think this, this story might be one of my faves so far of yours. So. Oh, that's cool. Oh, I'm we excited. can't wait. If you're listening and you'd like to support the show, there's a few ways you could do that. You can join our Patreon. It's really cool. There's some polls up there, some pictures, and you get to listen to any episode that we've put out ad-free. And you may even get an episode earlier than everybody else. And a shout out. Shout out new members all the time, uh, either... Before the show, you know, I don't know. Are we doing another post show? Who knows? We'll figure it out. We'll just put it subliminally in the story. You know what I'm going to do? You know know what I'm going to do? This isn't even up on the Patreon, but I just thought about this. I'm going to work in, if it's okay with the members, their names as characters in upcoming stories. That's a great idea. That's awesome. So I'm just throwing that out there as a bonus. Okay, can I join? I want to be <laughs> in Spider Story specifically. It'll cost you five bucks. All right. Yeah, five bucks a month. Cool. So, and if you want to follow us, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram, Bleeders Digest. That's D I E G E S T. And find us at bleedersdigest.com. And subscribe and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. And that said, I don't know. We got to do the stay bloody and keep digesting. Yeah, we sure are. We haven't come up with anything better. So let's. Yeah. <laughs> if you got any suggestions, hit us up. Yeah. Come on, Patreon members. Pull your weight. That's right. <laughs> 